You used to eat eucalyptus on a stick? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not a koala bear. I was gonna say that's why koala bears sleep so often is because they're ingesting the poison oh, in eucalyptus. Was TK, a- you should try that. <laughs> well, not the poison. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, not the poison Thank part. Thank you. Sleep right now. <laughs> Let's try not to kill off one of our. Don't co-hosts. try this at home, everyone. My apologies. <laughs> Red Raiders. Hello. Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators. With the occasional side quest for new Easter candy and old Christmas gift cards. It's <laughs> <laughs> so random. Hey, hey, it's still good. Yeah. The candy or the gift cards? Both. Oh. Take your choice. <laughs> My name is Fenwald Griswick. And I'm Chaotic Anarchy. And I am the Kilted Sea Lord, TK. Yes. And today we have a special guest. Woo-hoo! Everybody say hello to Bernie. 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 Hello, friends. Hello. hello. Thank you for being on the show. Well, you're welcome, and thank you for inviting me. The hype is real. <laughs> I spent a weekend at Bernie's house once. You uh, did not. <laughs> <laughs> now he's on the show. <laughs> well, you didn't see Griswick's there, but he was there. TK, pull the string for the arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they got caught. That is hysterical. <laughs> I love that film, by the way. <laughs> Me too. So good. Yeah. Bernie is one of our many Fallout 76 experts. Yeah. Yes. We'll be talking about that in depth. Woo-hoo. Right on, right on. And he's also an expert in Iowa. <laughs> no, no. No, no. That's oh, my not... segment. Oh, that's Thank later you on? Thank very oh, much. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm very Bernie, anxious. tell us about Fallout 76. How Fallout's... many caps do you have? Oh. How many pizza boxes do you have? What level are you? (laughs) I believe, well, I haven't played for about a month, to be honest with you. But it's because I was waiting for the new content, and then I started playing this other game, and I kind of got sidetracked. But I think my character is at level 125. And, yeah, I probably had about, I don't know, 15 or 18,000 caps. Oh, my. (laughs) We're all like, ooh. And a combat knife. Very (laughs) melee-oriented character. (laughs) Nice. <laughs> oh, Grizzix appreciate that. I watched Bernie annihilate a horde of super mutants with just that combat knife. It is true. And then we accidentally, uh, a member of our party, accidentally hit, uh, who are many nameless, accidentally hit one of the androids that then promptly killed us all. No, oh, jeez. There was bloodshed. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. So when you see a murloc, it's stabby, stabby, crabby, crabby. Stabby. Absolutely. <laughs> and then you cook Bernie. the mirlurk meat and you have a little mirlurk um, Oscar or something like that. Bernie, do you remember the last time that we hang, hung out on Fallout? I do. I do. <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, I found out CA that there's ran, like a proxy. <laughs> yes, we were talking in the proximity chat and CA ran away about a mile away. <laughs> And I was telling a story, and it just went on and on. And she came back, 
And then we both realized that she hadn't heard anything that I said. And no. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently in Fallout, if you're close to like random players, you can hear what they're saying. And I didn't know there was like a distance where like you just can't hear each other anymore. And so bye. I was just off exploring and I didn't hear anything for the longest time. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> She asked me, why did I stop talking? And I said, I haven't moved. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, yards away. Oh, no. It's so funny. And this is on video, by the way, on the YouTube channel for Threaders. Highly recommended. It's so funny. (laughs) I'm glad that you guys learned that lesson before we partnered up, Bernie, because we were on separate sides of the map. Yes. Oh, no. (laughs) I was all the way up north. Bernie was all the way down south. It's like, hey, you best if you want to... Want to partner up? Sure. Then he invited me to a group. He's like, if we don't group, we're not going to hear each other. That's true. <laughs> and the other thing is when you're grouped, the way the audio worked is that you, nobody in the area could hear you at all. And therefore, people would think that they're talking to you if you're just walking by, but they're, you're not hearing them. So, oh, really? A little, little rough. You can't yeah. just talk to random strangers? You can, as long as you're not in a group. If you're in a group, then it's forced into the group chat, and that's the only uh. channel that that can hear you. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I don't group up with people. Yeah. I like to I like to run by random strangers singing Fallout 4 music so that they get confused about which game they're in. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first. Like, wait. <laughs> Crawl out through the <laughs> They recycled a good amount of the Fallout 4 um, soundtrack. Yeah, uh, that is true, and yeah. they added a couple other songs, which are they delightful. added a couple others, and they took out probably my favorite song from the Fallout Four uh, soundtrack, which was "End of the World" by Skeeter Davis. Yeah, love that one. And now, there, bless her heart. There's Skeeter Davis. <laughs> <laughs> this is a long distance dedication. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna allow modding soon, just for the music, which I like. That's cool. That's cool. It's like. Mods. Yeah, you can only mod music. I'm fine with that. I don't care about anything else, but let me put up my own playlist on here. I remember nuking myself on Fallout, and everybody's like, cut the green wire, cut the blue wire. And of course, they cut the wrong one and blew us all up, which I and apologize then, for. Then there, there's the guy who knows how to disarm bombs. Don't cut that. Boom. Yeah, it was too late. <laughs> Always evokes the images of a certain mash Get episode. Get my stuff. what was surprising is bernie and i survived that because as soon as we realized c is gonna cut the wire we both jumped way yeah they're giving me advice (laughs) while they're taking off down like a football field (laughs) (laughs) thanks cut the blue wire cut the green wire don't mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> I should have cut the only wire that didn't have like a name choice that nobody called out. That's what I should have picked. Ugh, that's my life. <laughs> yes, you always choose the chartreuse wire. Everyone knows this. I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually in the handbook. Disarming bombs 101. It's a video game trope. That's the name of the book. Disarming explosives 101. <laughs> Yeah, it says cut the chartreuse wire. It's the only page in it. It doesn't really sell well. It's an ebook. <laughs> wow. So, Bernie, you've played like the previous Fallouts, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't. Do you I, have, like, I don't think I finished three. I did New Vegas. I finished that. I finished four. Mm hmm. Now, how do you feel about like Fallout 4 compared to this open world with Fallout 76? Um. 
I actually like the way that they deliver the story in Fallout 76 because it's different. A lot of what people were, I think, sort of um, cheesed about them not having um, human NPCs and sort of setting up the story and all of the characters as, well, they're all already dead, first of all. It's just <laughs> never been done before like that, that I'm aware where that's the only delivery of the storyline or any um, personas outside of the players. So um, I guess I prefer the single player version as far as a immersive experience, but Fallout 76, I think, just has a little bit different purpose, but it still carries a lot of that good vibe. That's what I'd say. Definitely. Mm -hmm. See, I really like the story of Fallout 4, and I loved all the NCPs, but I, I know that um, they were thinking about doing like a mod or something like that, or adding on a, a DLC pack, right, with the story? They did, and I didn't do any of the DLC for 4. I finished the original game, but I never did the extra i know there was a whole piece where they had a different faction or some sort of another ending mm -hmm. and extended yeah yeah i haven't played it either yeah there's too many things all the things so <laughs> many things so another wonderful fact i know about you is that you're an artist i do just music i make some music yeah yeah, not just some music. What kind of music? Tell us about it's, it. It's I would define it as uh, straight ahead rock and roll music. Are you a Fallout seventy six cover band? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could say you know what? Awesome. There's a. <laughs> I am currently working on a song called Vault Life that is, in you know, uh, Fallout inspired. The lyrics nice. are definitely Fallout inspired. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yes. I'm Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yes, I think I'm inspired by the arena rock bands of the '80s. Oh well, live with it. <laughs> so, you, so my my, my music good, is going to have that music. kind of canned uh, uh, cheese on it, and that's just the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, where can they find your music? You can find my music on any of your fantastic music uh, services under the name Ben Roman. That's B E N R O M A N. Uh, also, I'm at Twitter. If you check me out at the Twitter, it'll link over to my Bandcamp. And but just remember, Ben Roman. That's uh, I've got two songs out there now for download and streaming on any of your services, your Spotify's, your iTunes, your Apple Music's, etc. And if you listen to it on iTunes, make sure to give it a good review. Hell yes, Hello, always. Well, Unless you hate it. And then in <laughs> that case, I want you to send me an email with a personal critique. <laughs> yes, vent in person. Hey, praise that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's my song. No, <laughs> ah, it's copyright infringement. No. <laughs> <laughs> He'll sue us later. I'm advertising. When Bernie's... When Bernie's the band is huge. We'll get a we'll get a letter in the mail one day. We're like, what's this? We're in episode like three thousand of the podcast. Like, oh, I remember that episode. How is Bernie doing? I haven't heard from him in a while. I know he's on tour in Europe. <laughs> it is designed to not get huge. That's the whole point. I waited until I was I was too frail, too old, too frail, and you know for any of that to happen. So there wasn't any risk of of becoming a rock star. Uh, so Sabbath. Uh, Ozzy, Metallica, oh, 
<laughs> These are all I my mean, influences. I'm <laughs> 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 just saying that they're they're all touring. They are. They are. Hell, the Stones have ripped toured into the into their seventies. So where do you yeah. get your inspiration for your songs, or does it just come to you naturally? I, you know, I, I tend to have picked um, events from classic young, video games, my childhood or <laughs> um, early adulthood, kind of when I think I did had most of my um, more interesting lessons, you know. Now, do you play, like, the instruments also for this? Yeah, I use um, virtual instruments. I don't play drums, so I use, you know, I program the drums and use virtual um, drum samples. Right? That's so cool. Yeah. You can't tell that they're samples. It no, like they're it. very good quality. They're, they're yeah. excellent, you know, recorded in perfect environments, great studios and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So I just get to mix them in and they're they're already great you know so that actually helps really establish the groove for the other things i don't you know it it, it often establishes the way that they're going to feel sometimes i start with those just because they sound badass and they get me in the mood to sort of sway and bob my head and think about <laughs> what kind of a riff i'm going to do and then yeah. yeah and then the other stuff comes into it but i play the guitars and the bass um and sing so the rest of it is me so how did you get started in all of this? Like I started playing guitar when I was fifteen. Wow. Yeah, it's and I when I when I was in high school, I was in a band and played bars, bar band stuff mm-hmm. for a couple of years, and I did it again in the very early nineties, like nineteen ninety one, ninety two, somewhere in there, and for you know a couple times a week, maybe five six times a month, played some music bars. Usually doing the same sort of stuff, you know, uh, 80s rock to 90s rock, pop, little metal, that kind of stuff. So like Legend That's of cool. Zelda, that sort of thing? You got it. <laughs> you know nice. what you're... T- uh, <laughs> yeah. I know I joke that I'm your number one fan. That's because I'm, well, your number one fan. But um, <laughs> I do want to <laughs> say that... So there's, there is one. There's just the one. So that's a de facto oh. number one. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's a default, I, I, actually. CA and I, we rolled dice to see who was number one, but uh, her three nat ones in a row yeah. were because she threw them at my head. Boom. <laughs> she didn't the roll only out time her that dice. One. You didn't roll out your dice. <laughs> when I came to, she said, so I'm number one. Is like, yeah. All right, we're going with that. Yeah, because I am. But really, honestly, I, I do love your music, and I think it's fantastic. And for those who are listening, you should definitely check it out, uh, especially Impatient, because mm-hmm. I really like that song. Thank <laughs> you so much. Obviously. Yes. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. Thank you very much. And Ben takes autographs. <laughs> Heck, yeah. <laughs> now, do you, you said you go to different places or not yet? Sorry? Like, do you travel to, like, different bars now? No, no, and I don't intend to. That's the beauty of the digital delivery m- medium, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'll just keep cool. it down to uh, make it, share it, hopefully, you know, hopefully make somebody smile. It's just really that's what art's all about. Oh, it's beautiful. Tear. <laughs> <laughs> You got me, got me, my eyes are like, I need to get maintenance. 
Uh, well, let me just say, uh, five months it's been since this game came out, and yet we're still reviewing Fallout 76. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a pretty good streak. <laughs> Although, there is something i got to bring up. Once we're talking about Fallout 76, it's uh, another love that Bernie is forming for us. Yeah. What? The Division 2. Oh, yeah. That, that's some seriously good quality stuff. Now, it's, it's in a certain lane. It's your um, looter shooter game definitely um it will, that will eventually have you making max gear scores and going for builds and stuff like that but it's got a really really cool story and they put a lot of content into it and it um the way you play it changes throughout the different phases of the game the end mm -hmm. game kind of has a different almost like a second game it feels more like instead mm -hmm. of just sort of stopping everything stopping and you know, it, all of a sudden, it's, it turns a lot of these, it turns into um, Groundhog Day, right? Every time you get in, it's just sort of you start from wherever and you go do whatever. This thing has, it seems to set up more of a, a timeline, and you also are aware, no spoilers, that at the end, it, uh, it sets itself up nicely for the story to continue going. So you said Division 2, that's the Tom Clancy game? Yep, you got it. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, it's on... Um, Xbox, PS4, PC. Not it's better cross playable. Than uh, yeah, yeah, I like it a lot better than Anthem. <laughs> 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 now, is it simpler? Oh, simpler, because that's a word today. Simpler. I can't, I can't. Is it similar to Rainbow Six? I did not play Rainbow Six, so I'm not sure. Oh. I did not. You're. Okay, if you played the original Rainbow Six, you're kind of if you since you didn't play any of them, original Rainbow Six, you're missing out. Fantastic game. Any of the others were okay. We have this we have this great idea that worked once. Now we're gonna butcher it, shove it into a can, and say this is a new game. Oh jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> that is serious. how I. That, that, <laughs> I, I grew up playing the original Rainbow Six. I mean, when you couldn't use a controller on your computer because mm -hmm. all we had was Nintendo controllers. So That's this, I was hoping that maybe this would be like <laughs> similar to that. I I the gameplay to me feels like almost uh, halfway between Fallout-ish in terms of the controls and the way that you're moving, and um, uh, like Red Dead Redemption, which to me the movement feels like you know when you start moving your character and you you do the stick and the character takes just a part of a second to sort of get going and mm -hmm. and when you stop they still you know have to stop a little bit and stuff like that mm -hmm. so there's a there's and it's meant to be that way it's sort of a lag but it's you can get sort of hitched up a little bit it's mm -hmm. easier to get yourself uh, hooked in a corner or something like that um, yeah. yeah but uh, it's a cover based game so meaning you have to press a button to cover yourself behind an object and that's how you do most of your fighting although the enemies will come from different angles and you have to move around a lot the one thing is is you need an ob object between you and the people who are shooting at you otherwise you will die very very quickly the game punishes you for not using the cover system definitely i've never played division two but like looking at the photos now online the graphics look pretty sweet too they, it's amazing it's really really awesome looking and it takes yeah. it's all set in washington dc so you've got this the 
backdrop and the actual some of these missions occur at these monuments and you're inside the buildings or walking into the Lincoln Memorial and passing by that through those columns and then seeing that big statue it's like wow that's really really heavy (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's one of the reasons why I like fallout is because they do visit those locations and you get to go inside and see more about it and some of the details are pretty awesome yeah exactly that's a neat thing they do for sure it's promo time this episode of the thread raiders podcast is brought to you by the letters q and umlaut this episode is also sponsored by tabletop loot the best place on the web to find quality gaming accessories for your D&D, pathfinder fate or whatever ttrpg you happen to love is game sure that's english They also have mugs, dice jails, and other great miscellany. And if you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off your entire order. I find it hard to believe you're going to find a better deal than that. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out their great selection of gear. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. This episode is also sponsored by Founders Coffee. There are only so many hours you get to spend alive here on this planet. Now, for some of you, the afterlife grants you your own planet. So for you, my concern for your lost time will seem pedantic. But for the rest of you, spending countless hours standing in line at the local coffee shop, or even worse, in line at one of the five buildings that all have the exact same franchise coffee shop directly across the street from the train station, simply does not make sense. That's why there's Founders Coffee. Roasted beans simply taste better with a little bit of patriotism. Proudly packaged right here in the U.S. of A., you haven't truly woken up until you've downed a cup of their Old Glory Medium Blend Roast. Set your coffee maker timer for Reveille, set your sights on www.founderscoffee.us, and set yourself up with a bag or two of coffee so good, it'll raise your flag in the morning. Founders Coffee, patriotic to the last drop. And now... Back to our show. All right, Grizzix, are you ready? I am. Grizzix. Are you prepared? Yes, and Bernie, as a musician, uh, can we get a cover version of our theme song for Community Update? <gasps> um, sure. No it's... pressure or anything right here on the podcast <laughs> for everyone to hear. <laughs> it's it's uh, acapella. It's Community Update. Yeah. There it is. Yay. Nice. You will be yes. added to the collection. Right on. Boom. Boom. <laughs> now, for community update. The great Iowa debate of 2019 continues. Ooh. Yes. Day 21 of Buckeye Gate. <laughs> April 5th, we put out a poll on Twitter to find out how many syllables are in Iowa. The reason for this was that during a previous episode of Snapcaps, the not-so-fact Maine was the only state with one-syllable name came up. And it was decided by demigod Grizz, based on random resources online, that Iowa has only one syllable. 174 votes from the community voted. This is what we found out. 2% 2 voted for one syllable. Yay! <laughs> and Grizz, did you vote? No. Ah, see, I told you. Was, that would have been. You didn't want to throwing skew. the. <laughs> that's putting your thumb on the scale. I'm against that. Right. 
7% voted for two syllables. 89% voted for three syllables. And 2% who are those who want to watch the world burn picked <laughs> four syllables. <laughs> I, oh, what? Uh, or or they're <laughs> or they're they're uh, a Finnish person. <laughs> or they made me happy. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> All right, Bernie. Now is your time to shine. Well, you know, here's the thing. We could even split into what is a syllable, and you know, maybe there is a little wiggle room in there. But really, what I was, I was, I don't know. <laughs> I. <laughs> Here's I the can't deal. sleep at night, Bernie. Don't tell Let's just pretend this wasn't a discussion of fact, <laughs> but that it is, in fact, maybe open to interpretation. That's <laughs> that the, a syllable in itself may be something that is more nuanced, and that we might actually debate whether or not a word has, say, two or three syllables, or one syllable. But. Here's here's where I was really disappointed in Griswick's response, Aww. and that was, he, uh, it ended peacefully, and I know that he was mainly concerned with it ending peacefully and making sure that people were not losing sleep anymore, all of that Unlike kind me. of stuff, right? I'm batting so, away tears. Oh, <laughs> Griswick, we love you. But you're a terrible negotiator. I mean, if you if you maybe you believed one, and you were you you were decided that you wouldn't stand on one in order to let things go but you know you probably could have i this is where i confess i would have come down to two. Ooh. so we might have agreed but I'm you being gave it away you said hey and even three or even four you know i mean you don't you don't start the negotiation like that you just say you know what maybe two <laughs> maybe two and then you know you see what somebody comes in and says okay Two, even though I'd want three because, well, it is three. All right, Griswicks. This is your time. I am a misanthrope. Three syllables. And <laughs> uh, the most I can tell you is that I learned a long time ago that some people, they believe what they believe, and there's nothing you can do to change that. We're here for facts. I present facts. Uh, so, you know, whatever works for you, that's what works for you. True. Well, Gemma of Seattle stated that um, it could be different depending on the, the language. Exactly. And whether it's either native or Midwestern, you know, it depends on your location. Um, so they right, exactly, because I'm here to tell you, mm -hmm. in Texas, it's two syllables. Awa. Oh, really? Awa. That's how they would that. pronounce it. Well, just, it's a pronunciation. The word still mm -hmm. has three syllables, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Awa. <laughs> and just as, in fact, a person from Louisville, Kentucky, as you know, can actually make the word Louisville sound like it's one syllable. Maybe one and a half syllables. Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> See, that's only like it one and a like half your syllables. Novocaine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, everyone. So there you have it. This is the Iowa debate. Uh, choose your syllable. <laughs> but eighty-nine percent have chosen three syllables.
TK. It is treasure trove time. Uh -huh. My my favorite time. Let me load up the PDF here. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this game has been out of print since it came out. Sadly. No. <laughs> a testament to its uh, great success, no doubt. Uh, because they only they spent a little bit of money on the tabletop game. It was like a whim for Sony, and realized. You can't make a computer game a tabletop game. It just doesn't work because they tried using computer game mechanics. Forty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, gonna take yep, a yep. drink here. <laughs> Originally, this was in a PowerPoint presentation. That's how. <laughs> I heard about it. The game I'm uh, going to discuss is EverQuest. I love this game online, and the preface of running it is great. Like, you will, you will, you will not know anything more important than running this game. This game is your life now. Oh, well, I wasn't prepared. No, I wish I had known. I, I don't think I'm dressed appropriately. <laughs> and uh, the world is huge because it is based off of EverQuest Online, which takes place in Norath. Mm -hmm. But there are uh, nine material planes, four ethereal planes, and a world 12 times the size of Earth. Okay. How many inhabitants are How on there? How do they know that? That's a good question. That's just what the book says. Oh, the, uh, I'm supposed to believe it. a book that went out of business <laughs> the day it came out. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, that screams truth. <laughs> we know all about this planet. Here, take my book. <laughs> uh, the, uh, Where'd he go? This guy sold me a book. He just ran off, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's not that many people on the planet because uh, apparently the, wor the world has ended and you're kind of rebuilding the world. Ah. Uh, they do mention uh, that it would take roughly in game time six months of play to get through. Oh, geez. Excuse me. One area of the map. How do they know? Six months? Because <laughs> they're assuming Again, that... Uh, very the good GM, question. They're assuming the GM... How do they know? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they've never actually played a game with me because that would not take six months. Yeah. What if I have no life? <laughs> uh, it's like mo it's like D&D. &D. You have your, your base classes, your base races, but you're... The heroes of Norath. You're supposed to be the heroes of the land. Or in the case of the Necromancer, the followers of the fallen god and trying to stop the heroes of the land while also cooperating with your party. Maybe it's like that squirrel on the fallout map and you just travel for days trying to get to it. <laughs> so, was there something that you're going to share about the game that would make me want to play it? Only realizing you can't get to the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things, I played this game back when it came out. And what I really enjoyed huh. about it, it, it's the immersive story that you can build. Gotcha. It gives you everything about the world. Like it says, oh, here's uh, the wilds of Fader under the Butcher Block Mountains. There are dwarves who are in a battle, not just with themselves, but goblins and orcs and ogres for who owns the mountain specifically because the dwarves made mechan uh, mechanical creatures to mine. The trolls feel like that's lazy the goblins feel it's against their god the orcs just don't care and the ogres are tired of the noise <laughs> <laughs> okay it is just 
So you can play these races, and it tells you you do not have to follow your racial conditioning. This is the huh. 90s, folks. <laughs> to hate these other races that you're playing with. But if you would like to, here's a quick adventure on going to a land filled with mechanical dwarves and, you know, slaughtering them all. Because you're the good guys. Hmm. Right on. This seems At a time wrong. of extreme Racism? divisiveness and yeah. uh, nationalism yeah. and such things, you know, it would seem that maybe a, a more cooperative kind of a concept would be. Maybe they could reboot yeah. that with a little uh, yeah. <laughs> creative thinking. Yeah, the the world itself, it's huge. Like, say, uh, maybe the, the orcs do care. Six months worth of huge. Orcs have <laughs> never cared. That's one thing I'm pretty sure about. They never care. Twelve times uh, the size of Earth. <laughs> Do they mean in surface area or in mass? Because <laughs> those I are two I, different things. I think they mean in mass because there's. So can know. anyone jump on this planet, or are you just stuck to the ground? Maybe that's why it takes six months because <laughs> you walk like glue. <laughs> so the the thing I enjoy about it is I don't like the main worlds. I've never been a fan of that. I, I like making my own stuff. The different planes you can go to. There's a planes just called the planes of giants where you are literally one one thirty seconds of the size. So you're a, a twenty eight millimeter miniature compared to everyone else in this world. Wow. You're a miniature? Yeah. You're yeah, that's a, something you're I missed. Miniature. It's one of the uh, worlds under their world description, like the world of giants, where you are essentially a miniature that comes with this book. <laughs> Like, I think they're trying to lose me there. <laughs> are the planets on the planes also 12 times the size of Earth? Uh, no, the planes are actually strangely small. You can traverse a plane in, because the planes are only 800 miles long. Like they're in total circumference, 800 miles. Ah. Like this giant planet of oh, the plane of giants, it's only 800 miles. <laughs> the, la- the plane of dragons. 800 miles. They must be kind of flat. They, they <laughs> were, you, you, uh, actually, the, that is a, there is a flat plane called the plane of fear uh-huh. because you can run off the edge of the world and you don't die. Like there's no oh. dying. No, you just fall. There's no dying. <laughs> and you Forever. fall until you. You fall for six months. Until <laughs> you're back at the, the <laughs> Six start. months worth of falling. <laughs> It's like, yeah, just falling. It's like, who, who, who made this? I, who thought this was a good idea? Who thought this was fun? As a young, a young child and enamored with the game, the actual online game, which it many right. times mentions in the book that you are not playing the online game. Take a break. Got it. <laughs> All right, it's oh. your turn. What are you doing, falling? <laughs> falling. What are, you, what are you up to? Oh, you're, um, you're, you're summoning. Uh, you're trying to summon that magic carpet. Still, how does Nat One's treating you? Oh, jeez. Okay, that's going to take you three weeks. So we'll see you uh, three weeks from Tuesday. All right. (laughs) This is how the game stretches out to six months. Maybe that's how this happened. They had a player they were trying to get rid of. And they were like, you know what we should incorporate into this game? Falling. (laughs) (laughs) Off the plane of fear. Yes. (laughs) It does have a... Because the the world, it's just so big. Not just big, but there's so much lore deep into this world for the players like let's say we're a party 
Uh, I'm a high elf fighter. I live in the woods. Mm-hmm. But I have a choice of being religious or not. So I'm going to say, oh, no, I decided I don't like this, the way my parents you know, believe things. I'm going to believe in this. Uh, I'm going to believe in Ozath, who is the god of the forest. Also the god of goblins. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go you know, worship him and see what he has to do. And let's say, CA, you're a beast lord. You can control all beasts. Ooh. And Grizz, you're a paladin. Yeah, you're you're up there, front lines, just bashing stuff. It's been well established that I am an ooze. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be the most barbarian ooze that I can be. And, hey, Death by Mage is working on that now. Yes, he is. He's working on an ooze race. You've never That's seen it. Berserk until you've seen an ooze berserk. <laughs> or an oozerk if you're, yeah. Oozerk. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and... Of course, we have our bard. Thank you. If, Thank, if you. We... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This is silent. Let's say we're adventuring together. We can decide we're going to follow one of the core rule book things. And so, okay, we're going we're gonna to go and try to save Norath. Or we could say, screw this. We're going to do our own thing. Say, like, there's this shiny ball over there that, you know, CA's... Uh, shadow caster cat once this is our goal now we're gonna go after this ball everyone every npc in this game is out to kill you <laughs> it's uh it's like a battle royale so extreme yeah uh, and the reason for that is you're coming into this land and you know the the npcs are mostly monsters so we might be going along and get attacked by a bunch of brownies who just decided, I don't like the way that uh, TK looked at, you know, that plant over there. Hmm. They, so they started attacking me, and as the Sounds party... Sounds a little like Singapore. <laughs> as the party, you guys can say, okay, CA's gonna summon uh, her horse up and just trample stuff. That's right. Chris is gonna, you know, rage... Get out the way. He's gonna <laughs> rage ooze at things. My trampling horse. <laughs> and Bernie's gonna go, it's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make friends with these guys. I'm going I'm to serenade them. And now Bernie has a damn army and we're all screwed. <laughs> there was no way to win in that scenario? Because I'm a winner. I feel like I was winning inside <laughs> my heart. <laughs> I saw that going a whole different way. <laughs> they, they, it gives a lot for the players to do. And the world itself, aside from just the core of Norath, and you're the heroes of Norath... You can go anywhere in this world. My, my personal favorite in the game was excuse me, the Plane of Dragons, because there's a giant dragon there, which became an internet meme later. But you're... Was it in the, uh, the video game? Yeah. It's also the end guy at the end of every stupid quest is you have to go fight this dragon. Hmm. Is it the Ender <laughs> Dragon? No, although the Minecraft guys did take out the Ender Dragon pretty well. I missed it because I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, let's say we get to this giant, we get to this giant, you know, shiny ball that CA's cat wants. And we get this giant shiny ball that doesn't end the quest. We could say, oh, this, this giant shiny ball then sends you on another quest. And it's just a continual, you know, we're going to go on quest after quest after quest. It's Lord of the Rings almost. 
<laughs> but the party can decide if they want to quest or not. You guys see that? Nope. I want to build a house here. <laughs> well, we're going to need houses if it's six months of travel. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody's going to need a, a bath, you know. Yeah. Speakeasy. <laughs> yeah. Can we set up a store? Speakeasy. There yeah. yeah. Uh, that That is a option to do because this was not made for small mm, yeah. groups. Like the group size is six to 12 players. How on earth? I think that um, like that's in fact probably <laughs> where this game failed. There's no way that anybody it's, will physically get together a group of that many players. I did it once, never again. On a regular basis? Yeah. Uh, I ran a D&D game with 12 people. That was rough. No, it, was, it wasn't regular. Tough. It was one Ouch. time. It was for a charity thing. And I was like, never again. Yeah. But, I mean, I had a great time and the people were amazing. But the, the time to go all the way around the table took forever. Mm -hmm. And we needed a lot of chips. Oof. Yeah. To eat. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I, I said, I'm a fan of the I'm a fan of the world of EverQuest. I love Norath. I love I get the it. different religions. But the game itself, aside from story, which a beautifully written story, and a few digs at uh, TSR because this was before Wizards owned D and D. Like one of them is, mm -hmm. uh, we're not TSR. This game is for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, uh, Sony. I, I see your dig there. <laughs> and one less sponsor for us album. <laughs> but if they sponsored us, we would have to go back in time. Knocking them out one after one after another. <laughs> if, if Sony wants to sponsor Add us, they to the can, graveyard. I, I like the I like the PlayStation Four, but if TSR would sponsor us, we'd have to go. We have to get a time machine. Mm. That's true. <laughs> hey, we'll accept we'll accept payment in any form, even if it's temporal. <laughs> <laughs> Work on my and, prototype is coming along nicely. <laughs> I do have a small time machine in the garage. It's <laughs> I'm able to go forward uh, in real time at this juncture. <laughs> I haven't been able to I haven't been able to speed it up from there so far. Once Bernie hits 88 miles an hour, though, the red red and blue start flashing, and all of a sudden, it's a federal case. I I have six different colors in there, dude. The important thing was the lights first you have to get the lights because does it really matter if you're in the future if you got there without any lights not really no exactly <laughs> but one th uh, one thing i will give this game uh as you're looking through the stories i'm looking through it i'm just looking for one of the really good stories that isn't overtly long uh here's one it is the called the uh, queen of konark and just how immersive they go into this. The, the Queen of Konark was the uh, dark elf queen who ruled for 10,000 years. As a follower of hers, you will know well the lands of Konark, which are not very big. It's a small, it's about the size of Pennsylvania. And traverse them at your peril. For this is the land of the dead. This is the land of necromancers who have turned on their queen, and now you must determine if you will side with them or be the hero we know you all are. And the gravity is epic. <laughs> yeah, this was not a game for I know children. I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> Although, they have a pill uh, for that now. Try the pill. Oh, no. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I will say... Uh, uh, one of the reasons I think this was not as successful as it could have been was that 
As if everything we talked about (laughs) so far. Aside from all the glaring (laughs) flaws, one of the big ones is the books are so freaking long. The DMG is, uh, it's two halves. The first half is 398 pages. It's like a Harry Potter book. That was, see, that was my point. And real, being frank, I mean, and actually realistic, you're saying when you release something like that, Buy this if you have, you want to dedicate your life to this. I and think I think it, that's kind of not realistic for people. When it came out, that was, this is an older game. Uh-huh. Uh, they, when it came out, EverQuest Online. There are people still, still reading that for the first time. <laughs> when it, this game came out, it was still in the days of MMOs were new. Mm. So everyone it really jumped onto it. Mm-hmm. I still have a like in storage. I have a copy of the hardcover of this book because I picked it up, and uh, it's probably still in the cellophane wrap too. <laughs> I wonder if it brought people to tabletop gaming who were you know just video heads. I think it did. I, I think it was a turning point. I, the stories themselves, like it, it expects you. Another downside of this, and I'm realizing as I'm talking about it, it's not a good game for beginners. It's good if you liked EverQuest the game. It expects you to know a lot about mm-hmm. the online game. It expects you to know the world, the lingo. It, there, it needs its own uh, Kilted Sea Lords glossary guide just for this. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, too much. Uh, next week's game it's is all not thinky. this much work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my. My main, my, <laughs> the, the thing that I think probably detracts from the fun the most from that game for me, from what I heard, is that it's not Ghostbusters. Mm, <laughs> I loved Ghostbusters so much. Yeah. Mm. Ghostbusters. That's, that's got to be where the fun is. Yeah, I actually got asked, I, got, I actually asked if I could make a Ghostbusters game, reached out to all the people I'd reach out to, finally found out who actually owns the rights to the game itself, and... The company is currently in the process of going bankrupt, so they can't make any legal choices. It's like, oh. <laughs> the I brand saw. is locked up in litigation. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Like, but they liked my idea. It's like, yeah, you like it. But unfortunately, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, on my list of things to buy is a slide rule. And so once I get that, I might actually check out this game and see if it's uh, something that can be is doable. Oh, I no. mean, if you like, if you're like me and you like the crunch. You may need a sextant. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pronunciation on it. Thanks. <laughs> I worked hard on that. <laughs> well, what, what drew me to this originally was it wasn't D&D. Right. Because it was towards the end of TSR's life. Uh, third edition was about to come out. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to waste another couple hundred bucks on a new game system. That And it, it was, cause I didn't open my book. My brother ran a few games with his. It was fun with a good group as any TTRPG is. But when you can't play online because your game is updating and you really want to play in the world, it was fun for those who played EverQuest. You you knew what you were getting into. You could kind of play your... The character sheets you could actually download from SOE back in the day. You could port your character from EverQuest to the tabletop game. Oh. Oh, wow. A conversion. That was kind of yeah. fun. Hmm. That's interesting. 
because I know that Very. people would definitely have a get a, uh, a connection to their character hmm. playing I think, online. I, I think that was uh, kind of their point. You couldn't do it reverse ways, but you could do it, you know, hey, I want to play mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a character I've always have is an ogre named Sneaky. I don't care what online game I'm playing. If I could be an <laughs> ogre, he's an ogre rogue named Sneaky. Named Sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so, so he's a roger. <laughs> <laughs> like I wanted to play sneaky the servers were down we just ported our characters and played our characters as if you know the GM was running us through a raid online huh. like it was kind of fun back then now that I'm you know older and don't have all the time I had when I was 14 <laughs> like oh this would take a lot to get going too be fun but yeah I would have to teach people so much lore and lingo, and CA would just be like, "Why is why is there an entire Discord <laughs> server now linked to the Thread Raiders? Just called the Kilted Sealer Glossary of Thread Raiders." <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> well, I would just like to point out that you began this by saying that uh, these are people who were bragging about the girth of their planet and is claiming that it would take you months in order to handle even one of the many areas. Yep. Uh, so, why would you, why would you break your players away from the world that you built online, which takes so many hours to accomplish anyway, to go off and do other things in your game, or or I, in this other? I think what their thought process was was they were going to break in the tabletop RPGs, which, like, it's a, I'm a TTRPG fan. Uh, it's a good idea. The world is amazing, but I think they might have gone about it wrong. Like maybe, like, hey, this is an uh, this is an alternative. Not this is you know everything about the world, and now here's a game. Gotcha. <laughs> like Ultima Online did something similar. They had a, a Ultima tabletop game, but it had nothing to do with the online world. It was its own. We are separate from the online world. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, and of course they they were. Yeah, and they they sadly they are now a defunct company too because you know when when Sony buys you and doesn't like you they kind of just shut you down. Ouch. Well, that's true of any AAA gaming company. Yeah, My, well, Microsoft is famous for that. That's what makes them year after year uh, voted the wor- world's worst company is that they buy IPs to shut them down. I understand the, the competition and business parts of it. I don't agree with it. Now, was it me or did TK go through a whole description of a game without mentioning what type of dice it uses? Yes. Well done. <laughs> He's been going to the meetings, so (laughs) finally working. He's on step four. Cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Don't be silly, Mickey. Offer the man a proper drink, right? Welcome to Tea Time, the portion of our show where we check these so-called facts from the underside of a popular beverage tea brand who shall remain nameless. Uh, Your options will be true, false, or huh. I will read you the question and then wait for your response. All right, Bernie, you ready? No whammies. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. 
Snapcap fact number 1018. True. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got oh, very no, I'm totally recording that. <laughs> no. At latitude 60 degrees south, it is possible to sail clear around the world without touching land. I need a globe. I need Google. It's the bottom. <laughs> it's the bottom part of the globe. Well, yeah, I know that part. Oh. <laughs> swim around the entire world? Oops. Or not swim. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, who knows? You can swim. Yes. I guess you no. Clear around the world. Of course, the speed, spirit of this game is a, is a no-cheat thing. I would see, you know, I would go false. Hmm. Without touching any land at all. Uh, correct. I'm, building a, I'm actually building a globe in my head right now. <laughs> um, I'll do true. Okay. I'm going to say true. And the answer is True. Yay, head globe. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 hmm. Tell us why, Grizz. So, around the world is a little dubious. Um, take a, Imagine an orange, okay? If you took a slice off the top of the orange and left 90% of the orange underneath, would that actually be around the world? Or around the orange, in this case? Technically, yes. So, for those of you who are wondering about that nomenclature, I'm going to let that slide. Um, between Antarctica and the rest of the planet is in the southern hemisphere. Uh, in between 58 degrees south and 61 degrees south latitude. Anywhere in between there. Uh, you can actually sail, quote, around the world uh, without touching any islands or anything else. Uh, there is nothing there except for ocean. And so that would be true. Yay! We've gained one month of distance on the plane of fear. <laughs> so, so. Well, congratulations to wow. Burn then. Um, I, I just realized that I answered incorrectly. I mean, inconsistent with what I thought. The Okay, this... <laughs> it's the snap You, you tried, tried to trick, to trick me. You. <laughs> Dude, it's the snap caps. They are worded in such a way where you're like, I know um, this answer. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> what did you say? That it is more or less likely that it is <laughs> unlikely. <that laughs> snap cap fact number 338. Of all the trees in Australia, 75% are eucalyptus. can't answer that question because would that be of the population of tree species or varieties or the actual number of trees it says of all the trees in australia yeah of i'm gonna all say the trees. false that doesn't that doesn't yeah i'm gonna go with false because i know there are other trees there i've yes. seen them I feel like I have a lot of stuff with eucalyptus in it, and none of it says it's from Australia. I'm just saying. Well, I've had tea tree. Well, like, I used so to there. get, um, when I, many moons ago when I quit smoking, I used to get uh, what were called Australian chew sticks that were eucalyptus sticks, but they didn't actually come from Australia. They came from New Zealand. You used to eat eucalyptus on a stick? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not a koala bear. I was going to say, that's why koala bears sleep so often, is because they're ingesting the poison oh, in eucalyptus. Explains, 
There was TK, a- you should try that. <laughs> well, not the poison. <laughs> I'm sorry, wait, not the poison Thank part, you. but the sleep part. <laughs> Let's try not to kill off one of our. Don't co-hosts. try this at home, everyone. My apologies. No, don't worry. My, my, I'm pretty sure with as much blood as my dro- doctor drew, I could ask him, "Hey, am I immune to eucalyptus?" <laughs> no. Oh. So what were you saying? You don't eat eucalyptus off a stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say uh, I think it's false because I I don't think there's like that's a large percentage of the trees in Australia. That would be three out of every four trees. I heard that eucalyptus trees can explode, which is pretty cool. What? Yeah. What now? <laughs> Exploding trees? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's true, and it wasn't on a Snapchat fact, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> I do have friends who love fire, and they say eucalyptus trees can explode, apparently. There's a lot of things that are uh, not on caps that are (laughs) nonetheless true. That that cannot be right. See, Bernie, you should work for the Unknown Tea Brand Company so that these make sense and are legit facts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say false. I'm going with false, too. Okay. We're sticking to it. And the answer is, huh? Uh, it's a 75 in it. Doesn't uh, specify whether it's varieties of trees or the total number of trees. That's why. And no. Mm-hmm. It is impossible for us to quantify this uh, for a very simple reason. Australia is experiencing a camel crisis. Huh? No. In the why 1800s. Uh, camels, which are indigenous to Africa, were introduced to Australia uh, by schmucks. And (laughs) camels have no natural predators in Australia, so they began consuming the outback. Camels can't eat eucalyptus, because as we just said, the leaves are poisonous. So they eat everything else. So... While 75% might actually be the number, we can't know that for sure because in the years where the camels go absolutely bananas, they eat the other wildlife, which would send that number through the roof. Uh, And then on the years where they have a camel call, that number comes back down. And so at any given time, that number must fluctuate wildly. And so since there's no way for us to actually know that number, there's no way for me to determine whether 75 is correct or not. Nifty. I learned something today. Hmm. Hmm. Do you happen to know if eucalyptus trees can really explode? Uh, that I don't know. That's news to me. That does you know sound I'm interesting. Be checking into that. It does. Yeah, that'd be. Really I do cool. know that there are nine hundred different species of eucalyptus, so it might be like one or two of them have uh, explosive wow. capability. That's a lot. It's in almost every medical thing. <laughs> 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 Snapcap fact number 288. Four Corners, Arizona is the only place where a person can stand in four states at the same time. I think that's true. In Arizona? It just stinks of trick questions. Yeah, I think it's a point where it touches four states. Um, I think it's Arkansas. Yeah, it's there. There Arizona. is a four corner. Absolutely a four corner. <laughs> I yeah. I mean, I, picturing it in my mind, I can I can see that. Yeah. Okay. 
What are the four states? Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona. Wait, Utah? Yep. It works. I know there are four states, but I know one of them ain't Utah. <laughs> I do believe are we it is. To look at the map of the United States. <laughs> in this case, I would gladly allow you to do that because I've been called out on many things on this show. I need to make sure that the four states that actually touch each other. Because, like, wait a minute, Utah. Oh yeah, there it is. It is. I was like, wait, Utah's north, further north, though. I thought. Forgive him. He's had a long day. A true. I'm not taking this personally. <laughs> yeah, like that doesn't sound right. See, I said but, true. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm. A, I, I know this for a weirdly stupid random reason. King of the Hill. Okay. Yeah, they, it was one of the. I thought it was one of the vacation movies, but it must. Maybe it was the remake of the vacation, the reboot that they did, of uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. One movie that. Mm-hmm. Not just can't put my finger on which one it was. They were there and they were. They had a big scene about this. And they were at the Four Corners. The, there's been a few movies uh, that got brought up in. I'm still true. Uh, False. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. <gasps> no, Bernie, I thought you were going to go true. I, I got to go with CA on this one. No, don't go with me. Bernie said it's not true. <laughs> there's to be reasons. Yeah, but this could be like the kitten thing. I have reasons. <laughs> but see, Bernie's got reasons. I think we should go with Bernie. All right, I'll stick with CK. Right. <laughs> I'm following CA's lead on this one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with well, true. And the answer is true. So, what was you your reason, Bernie? Well, I because they, the question named a what sounded like the name of a city. Four Corners, in, Arizona. Oh. Arizona. And gotcha. by definition, if you're in a city that's in Arizona... You can only be standing in Arizona. I don't think that even if you somehow stretched out and your body was actually <laughs> in all four states at the same time. Very clever, that, Bernie. And you know what? I'm very. actually going to give you an addition, uh, a half point for that. Well, thanks. Because you were on the right track. Mm-hmm. So here's how it works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One half point. <laughs> Both of your Tell heels have to be in Four Corners, Arizona. Okay. So your one heel can go over the line and your toes can tip into New Mexico. And then your other foot, the heel remains in Arizona, which is technically four corners, and will tip over the line into Utah and Colorado. And so thus you can stand in all four at the same time. But are you in fact not standing in any of those other three states? And if so, that location can't be Four Corners, Arizona. Maybe you could lay down on it. <laughs> oh, you could totally sprawl out over it, yes. But yeah, again, you know, you're idea. literally in four states at the same time, I think. If at that point you died, what state <laughs> would you have to file your death certificate in? <laughs> or location? Yeah, no. uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Hey, that, right, road trip. I believe at that Here point you're an illegal immigrant. Stop at Iowa right? on the way. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at that point, we're just going to stay around Iowa and get it over with. We've gained another month of distance. We're <laughs> falling off the flat plane of fear. <laughs> it felt. It only felt like three weeks. Like, well, it's really gonna come when we finish the snap caps and are falling for six weeks, we're like, oh, what do we do now? <laughs> Podcast in space. 
Snapcat fact number 189. The Sahara Desert stretches farther than the distance from California to New York. True. Stretches. Like a news. I'm going to think- say... <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way this could be a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> stretches is probably it's the stretching part it's a distance from California to New York is what's like t- boggling my brain it's like what because there are parts that are like are we talking like you know what what part of New York to what part of California I would say be, the minimum or whatever is it. the shortest distance between the two from whatever point at the border of each one, straight across the map. Sahara's pretty big. It is. I think it's what thirty-two hundred miles from tip to tip in the U.S. Yeah, to New York. That's a true. It's got to be a true. I'm gonna say false. <gasps> okay. Say it ain't so. I just got a it- gut feeling. And the answer is true. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a whole point to go with my half point. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is true. The entire United States can fit within the borders of the Sahara Desert, uh, minus Alaska. Nifty. Wow. That's some big desert right there. It is. Yeah, for real. Sahara Desert. I thought the U.S. was actually longer than it is, I guess. I found out that Colorado has sand dunes, and I didn't know that. Is, things is that part of the know. Chihuahuan Desert, or is that something else? I didn't ask where it was. My boss uh, lives in Colorado and was showing me pictures of them. They they snowboard down <laughs> the dunes of Colorado, nice. and I was like, wow. get the hell out of here. I was like, is it man-made? They said, no, it's, it's literally just You know who would know? Poon. <laughs> or uh, sand dune snowboarding? Or? Probably. Uh-uh. Or ask um, Snickle Socks. They're from Colorado, too? Yeah. Hmm. They're the only two people I know from Colorado who I don't work with, and yeah. <laughs> I'll have to find out where they were when they went. But it looked like a good time. That was my thing. Nice. <laughs> Snapcat fact number 916. The scientific term for a sneezing is sternutation. Sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> I have a stern mutation coming on. I would like to point <laughs> out that I am not judging this grammatically. Uh, yeah, I am aware that sneezing is the wrong word to use there. Stern mutation. What? It just sounds correct. It, it does, but we've been bit before on those. Of course. <sighs> I'm gonna... St- it sounds right, though. See, that's how they get you. I can confirm that you they can get bit sound right. Sneeze. So, uh, are they trying to say from the sternum? I'm going to say true. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with true. Because it's stern mutation. I don't know what mutation would be from. <laughs> um, I'll go true. And the answer is true. Yay! Yes! All the trues. Collect them all. Uh, it comes from the Latin, sternutatio, uh, which means to sneeze. 
I was waiting. <laughs> we uh, are. Undoed. I was waiting for you to sneeze a few more times. So I, I don't think I'm going to remember that. What I'm having trouble making. Mutation a, you I'm, have. I'm having a problem developing a mnemonic. <laughs> it's a, it's a potato on that. your sternum. Imagine you have a potato <laughs> on your sternum and you sneeze and it bounces off. Sternutata. Station. No, no, that's not. Good. <laughs> All I'm saying now is like not. I'll work on it. I'll work I'm on it. I'm seeing now a potato that just looks really stern, like uh, <laughs> no, you're talking. Like um, <laughs> it, it's a potato. It's not the tation part. I would think mutation. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's a mutation that makes somebody look m- angry, stern. Snapcat fact number nine fifty five: a bolt of lightning can reach temperatures hotter than fifty thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Five times hotter than the sun. I would not know this at all. But people have survived being hit by lightning. Could they survive heat well, like Lightning that? is, I think it's plasma, actually. I'm going to go hell yeah. I'm going to say true. Although, fun fact, lightning rocks, soup, not really fun fact, fun, just anecdote. Lightning rocks are super fucking pretty. Don't make them. It's crazy to do it, but they're pretty. TK, honestly, I'm surprised you have been hit by lightning. <laughs> I just feel like this would have happened in your life. You would think. <laughs> it's like yeah. the story that's obviously missing. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's been hit by lightning, right? TK, you told me about that story, didn't you? You haven't. Oh. Shoot, I just, I thought you did. I, Never been struck by lightning. I don't know why. I can't just remember where like I heard that. Like that. I don't know if I was making TK. that up. I, my roommate was struck by lightning twice. My ex-roommate. But uh, me, never. That's good. Twice, you say. Yep. <laughs> okay, that's not supposed to happen. I know, right? <laughs> that old thing, lightning won't strike the same place twice? Well, of course, he probably was in two different places, wasn't he? No. Well, I know in the movies, they have people who... Obviously, it's the movies, it doesn't matter, but... <laughs> movies and TV shows, they always say, oh, I've got hit by multiple he, times. He gets so. zapped at the same event twice. Same location, like, five oh. years apart. Ah, uh, <laughs> what? Don't go there. Wait a second, huh? <laughs> Was it a concert in, like, a wide-open area? Eerie. No. An archaeological dig in the mountains? <laughs> yeah, don't dig. Clearly, what you're digging is, like... <laughs> they were angering yes. a god... Apparently. Thor's saying no. (laughs) Okay, so it's still me. Somebody had set up a really awesome trap for their tomb. And you. I'm going to stick with true. Okay. Yep. I'm going with false. And the answer is true. Yay. Yes. Uh, So this uh, fact comes in two parts. Uh, First is the temperature of a bolt of lightning. Uh, temperature of a bolt of lightning is 30,000 kelvins, Shit. Uh, which is 53,540 degrees Fahrenheit, which is over or hotter than 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. So that part is true. Um, five times hotter than the sun. The temperature of the sun is 5,778. If you multiply that by five, it is 28,890 kelvins, which is less than 30,000 kelvins. So that is correct as well. That I'm definitely not going to remember. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to fit on the album. <laughs> nope. Apparently, there's a, a guy who's in the Guinness World Records for being struck by lightning the most times. Yeah, I, I think I saw him on television back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know his name, though. There were these televisions. <laughs> <laughs> 
But can you imagine being put in the Guinness World Records? It's like, hey, he you know what? He got struck like over a hundred yeah. times or something. It's like, crazy hey, you like got that. struck a hundred times. Let's put you in a book. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that story apocryphal, or did they actually follow him around for 20, 30 years and count the number of times mm. he got struck? That'd be funny. That'd no, be no, it was it was um, he a lot of just going over medical records and things oh, like okay. that. Because normally uh. they have a guy come out and actually verify. <laughs> you just <laughs> live with this person for the rest of your yeah. life. This is Bob. He's from Guinness. <laughs> He's just kind of here in case I'm struck by light. <laughs> Bob, Bob is going to be standing over there. Yeah, he'll be in the corner. <laughs> it's okay. Here, just, hold this pole. That's him. That, that's him under that tree over there. Just, Wave. Hi, Bob. This I wonder Bob, if he Bob. tried to get it to happen like on purpose, you know? That would be fascinating. <laughs> Bob gets paid $12 an hour, 24 hours a day <laughs> to watch this dude. <laughs> Let me tell you, that ain't enough to get struck by lightning. <laughs> it's, it's really not. And finally, Snapcap fact number 1021. Benjamin Franklin invented flippers. <laughs> okay, now... I, I thought Leonardo da Vinci was the one who discovered uh, flippers. What? False. That sounds like a much more Leonardo Yeah, I'm going to say false. But Benjamin Franklin probably said he invented them, so... Yeah, I'd go false. All right. And the answer is true. Oh, Leonardo oh. da Vinci stole it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> da Vinci. Yeah, da Vinci. That man, he owes me five bucks. Bad da Vinci, yes. bad. I remember when da Vinci died, he said, I'm going to come back in 300 years and steal Benjamin Franklin's flippers. I remember him saying that. It was in one of his journals. <laughs> yes. He wrote it in quatrain form. I'm going to sail across <laughs> the ocean to Philadelphia. The problem really came, though, when uh, you know Franklin got uppity about it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting tired, my man. <laughs> I got it, though. Oh, no. Uh, Benjamin Franklin was an avid swimmer. Uh, somewhere around the age of 11, he was swimming in the river one day and thought to himself, oh, hey, it might be kind of interesting if I added paddles to the end of my hands in order to make me swim faster. Uh, and indeed, that's what he did. Uh, he experimented with multiple different kinds of flippers throughout of his uh, life in order to improve the rate at which he was able to swim. Uh, at which point others in the Philadelphia area, originally he was from Boston, but then escaped his brother's wrath and moved to Philadelphia. And the others who he lived with uh, began seeing him in the river with the flippers and so on and so forth. And the rest is history. <laughs> so there you go. And that, my friends, is how you get your face on the money. <laughs> <laughs> And so, by a score of four to four to three and a half, we have a tie. C-A-N-T-K. Yay. Yay. Well done. That means Bernie wins. Yeah, it's kind of a roll. <laughs> you, you have know, the fallen off the plate of fear. It makes the, the score of kind of distinctive, and I like that. Sienna <laughs> just... Well, I, want, I want it off the damn plane of yeah, fear. Yeah, that Sienna was our goal. Sienna just staring down at <laughs> so like, huh. I rolled a 12. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair I, I can't a roll a 12 I only have a D10 I think that's a crit for my bard because he's the only <laughs> character that's I have a D10 beast form okay the weirdest die in the entire uh, set uh, yeah the one who can use a D20 is our uh, slime paladin it's like he's a, he's a gelatinous cube 
Why does he get the D20? Seriously, <laughs> I have to know, does somebody get a D4? Is there an unfortunate soul who has this? <laughs> Actually, there is. It's the... Uh, the, the rat catcher. The uh, <laughs> attack for rogues is done straight on D4s. I bet they're rogues. It's huh. my mm. favorite. Like, Did we just go back a segment? Yes. I'm going to kick your ass with a D4. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I offered to make Sav a D4 wall, but he said no. I can't wait for the cap trivia part. <laughs> <laughs> I think this time machine is working. <laughs> I feel like we're moving forward. <laughs> David. What? In the box. What did you say? In the box. Oh, that's the intercostal cavicle of a brontosaurus. Oh, really? Oh, it's just no bone. Yes, Susan, it's just an old bone. Put it down gently and go away. And now it's time for What's in the Box? What's, what's in the, the box? Box? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Everybody ready? Ready. Ready. Yes. All right. Having bought new supplies and donned magnificent disguises, the lot of you are now ready to head out again into the world. The first part of this new journey is to check back in with Sally Slayer. Sally only agreed to rent you Molly for two weeks, and by law, if you're not back within that time, she can call the cops on you. And frankly, you have enough people chasing you around the planet at the moment without this extra bit of drama. Also, you would forfeit your safety deposit. And what's the point of adventuring if you can't turn a profit? Off you go, headed back towards home. After a day's walk, your party comes to the outskirts of a small forest. You decide that rather than entering the forest this late at night, you'll camp on the outside. You set up a lovely camp. You place your one frying pan over a roaring fire. You place your sleeping bag on a tuft of hay. You place your yaks under a rocky ledge just in case it starts to rain. And most importantly, you place your dead parrot on a chair because tonight is the night when you finally beat this son of a bitch at poker. (laughs) (laughs) You produce a deck of cards, shuffle, and deal. First hand, two pair to flush. He wins. Second hand, trip sixes to trip aces. He wins. Third hand, all four kings to royal flush. He wins. Enraged and once again convinced that he's cheating, you grab the dead parrot like a lawn dart and hurl him in the darkness. (laughs) Huffing and puffing, you wander around the campfire. But your rage turns to regret. You realize you've made a tragic mistake. You just hurled your third best friend into the inky nothing. Panicked, you call out his name. Stilson! Stillson! Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> you rush into the darkness, looking for your wayward bridge partner. Fumbling <laughs> around in the darkness, dripping tears, you trip over several branches and scrape your arms and legs. You tear through brambles and throw aside rocks. But by some miracle, you find the dead parrot clinging to the grass, tail feathers up. Never again! Never again! As you cuddle him to your breast, A playing card slips out of his plumage down your stomach and (laughs) flitters through the air and lands on a box. The box is the size of a tissue box and is newly adorned with the king of clubs. It's made out of oak and clearly has been here for a while as the wood has started to rot away. 
However, it is clear that this box was at some point well cared for, as you can see where the previous owner has mended it. Hmm. My question for you is this. What's in the box? What's in the box? You, uh, open the box. And inside, you find a... What looks like... A, something is attached to a piece of cork. Something's attached to cork? Yes. Like like a twine? No, not like twine. It's uh, definitely something else. When, uh, <laughs> when you say piece of cork... Why is it that I don't know what that is? <laughs> Uh, it's face down. It's kind of <laughs> in the box down, so you can't see it in the dark light. But there's a cork uh, about eight inches in diameter. TK has figured out how to win this game. He gives you half of the object that's in the box and then waits for you to create the other half. <laughs> uh, when you say piece of cork, are you talking like the top piece of a bottle? Yes. Uh, does it look like something that you might use for fishing? Like maybe it has like a little... You know, metal hooks at the bottom of it? No, uh, as you pull the cork out, there looks like a perfectly preserved monkey paw with an eye in the center of it. Scale of 1 to 10, how fuzzy is your monkey paw? <laughs> uh, it is a, it is a 11 of fuzzy monkey paw. <laughs> cool. <laughs> wow. That's an exceptionally lucky monkey paw. Uh, you said there's a gem in the middle of it? Yes, there's a gem and or there's a Eye in the center of the hand. Oh, okay. Eye in the, eye in the hand. Um, all right, so I smell the cork. What vintage uh, is the wine from whence it came? It's something from the uh, Southern Isles. Is a sweet kind of hint to it. Okay. Very fruity. Of course. And uh, when I look at the eye, uh, is it like, does it move? It doesn't, but you hear something in your head when you look into the eye. It says, to whoever possesses me, Three wishes I grant. <laughs> More wishes. At this point, we could set up a wish shop. But there's a caveat to these wishes. They all must involve ice. Okay. So if I wanted, say, a straight martini, that's not going to happen. But if I wanted a martini on the rocks, then we can definitely make that a thing? Yes. And it would be in an ice glass. Because this monkey paw can only grant ice wishes. I like to point out it's quite ironic that the eye makes sounds. <laughs> well, it's talking to you in your head. It is ironic. <laughs> so this monkey was one of the wonder things. <laughs> or, this, this is an item from my Monday game. It was, there's a reason it can only use ice, because they wasted it on making ice cubes for a challenge. Uh, can it absorb ice? Fools. It cannot. It can only generate ice-based items off of a wish. Would it be powerful enough to freeze a lake? So that if I needed to cross or something like that, I could freeze the water. As long as there's not a lady inside throwing swords at you, yes. Okay. It's, it's kind of a so weird... So there's caveats, but... Kind of weird, like, you know, fine print there. Lady inside with sword who can make you king of England. We can't help. Sorry. Understood. So 99% of lakes, you can cover it. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty handy. You do see there's a little, like, pull tag on the bottom of the cork. When you pull it, it gives you a list of rules. And one of them is... Uh, if you use me to summon ice cubes, I will gouge your eyes out. <laughs> We've had quite enough of that. Thank you. How do you think I got this one? <laughs> Get creative or you're screwed. I told them you will, there will be consequences if you seriously use a Omni-Wish to summon ice cubes. There's now an eyeless player in my game. 
Now I have to ask, what happens if... Oh, so you lose an eye if you ask for ice cubes? Yep. You can ask for a giant iceberg. But if you specifically ask for an ice cube, it will gouge your eye out. All right. Hey, Barney, what's in your box? Well, it's not a monkey paw. I'll tell you that. Aww. That's okay. Uh, no. You know how I, I feel about uh, doubling up. I had to change my story. <laughs> it's like you guys, you guys read my notes beforehand. Wait a minute. It was an elephant with a monkey paw? I have to know more. Is it a rabbit's foot? <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know it's a chicken. <laughs> oh, fucking chickens. Scale of one to ten, how feathery is your chicken? <laughs> it's average feathery. Average. The chicken is the chicken is, is is slightly smaller, perhaps, than the average chicken, but otherwise pretty normal. It was it was a bit rolled up in there, <laughs> and it pops up. And what makes it? Um, one of the things that makes this chicken fairly unique is that it can speak in the common tongue. And it. I don't trust this ex- chicken. I talk to it. Perfectly <laughs> exclaims its, its, its <laughs> gratitude for you letting it out of the box. Oh, my dear, clucking is for the rabble. <laughs> it might be working. I don't know. Bernie's still describing. A very malevolent mage put me in this box and there's a curse and I need in order to get <laughs> to separate myself and to move along do not kiss that I chicken need, <laughs> I need to take <laughs> the chicken is gonna is gonna turn around and, and try to make turn this into a, a very compelling offer oh. for whoever opened the box and that would be I can take a memory from you. I don't know if that's what I want to happen. Any memory? Think of anything that... Uh, I want my pain. Be, I need my pain. <laughs> yes. A, a particular event. It could be a little bit different in scope. It could be a, a thing. It could be uh, a location. And then all things sort of related to that in your memory would just sort of be gone. And being told about those things might actually educate, re-educate you about them, but you wouldn't have any memories of your own to tie to, so there would be, you know, like no frame of reference kind of thing. But this is this chicken's gift, and apparently that's what it wants to do. There's a, a hook, you know, that if somebody uses it, that's when the fun really begins. So minus one to memories. I do have PTSD from the Plains of Fear. <laughs> See? That's the kind of thing you could wipe right away. Can you remove the phrase dog face creatures from uh, CA's <laughs> mind? <laughs> yes. I think you no. can. That'll give us plausible deniability if the cops come and they're like, did you sick the dog face creature? Be like, dog face creature? I never heard of this. Yeah, what are you talking about? Now I want to watch Robot Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell your friends what the memory is. You, you know, you could just whisper it to the chicken. <laughs> Now, do I have to rub the chicken like a genie lamp and say, you know, oh, holy chicken, uh, remove the dog face creatures? I think the chicken's going to have a problem with you rubbing it. No, you just have to tell me what the memory is and uh, give me a few minutes to finish the process. <laughs> What's the process? This is suspect. <laughs> is there like well, a chicken dance? If the chicken says choke well, it, it's, don't. There's, a, there's a, a bit of an artifact. Oh, an artifact. Okay. Associated with the process. Uh, I could not resist. All right, so (laughs) let's say that I was a lesser person and I decided to trust the chicken. 
Uh, will he actually <laughs> grant me the thing w- uh, that I seek, or is this like a trick? He absolutely will grant you the thing that you you wish to seek. Forget. That is, I still yeah. don't believe it. And you know, presuming that it is probably for some people something, you know, a, a memory that they don't enjoy having, right? But what do we have to? But who do? knows? Could be anything. What do we have to do to break the curse? Well. You have to give up the memory, and you have to let the chicken go through the process. And one part of the process was the chicken then lays a very fragile egg containing (laughs) the essence of the memory. Ooh. And it has to be cared for in a very certain way, because if, if, if the egg is ever broken... The thing, the the refer, all of the related uh, information, that, as it were, in that memory, will actually cease to have ever existed. It's gone from the point where the person no longer recalls these things, but they actually had happened, to whatever pieces are there simply never existed, and whatever types of changes that makes to the whole history of time is anybody's guess, but it's kind of a big deal. In other words, you better not break that damn egg. So you can't use the dog-faced creatures, otherwise we stole the boat for nothing. (laughs) Maybe. We'd lose so many things. Think of the things! But think of all the eggs we could have. This is butterfly effect type stuff. Yeah, you know what this is like? This is like Thinner. Stephen King's Thinner. Did you ever see that movie? Yes. Mm -hmm. So good. good. Mm -hmm. And they put it in a pie, and then his daughter eats it. Oh. Messed up. No spoilers. No spoilers. (laughs) <laughs> so good. I like it. CA, what's in your box? All right. So you open the box, and inside you see that the inside of the box is covered in ice, and in the center is a glacier, a small glacier sitting in the center. There are a <laughs> pair of rubber gloves on the side. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> That's glacier all in a box. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are there penguins on the glacier? <laughs> <laughs> there are no. No, they're not. No Is penguins. there like a boat full of schmucks with cameras <laughs> just taking photographs, waiting for something to shear off of the thing? <laughs> no, no. All right. Um, can you swim under the glacier? <laughs> no, but it, it's a small glacier. Like. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you can hold it. So it's more like when you go to a party and they have an ice sculpture that then leaks onto the table? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a leaky <laughs> ice sculpture glacier. <laughs> With gloves. So it's fair to say that <laughs> because it's something that you could hold in your hands and not a giant sheet of ice in the ocean that it's we wouldn't necessarily have to call it a glacier. <laughs> right. No, no. Port-a-glacier. I'm with this. It's, so, it's, <laughs> porta- it's, no, it's a it's a, it's It sounds like a scale model of a glacier. It is. Ooh, so like it maybe an architect put this together, something like that. Hmm. Um, we know an architect. We can call for help. <laughs> That's right. We had him on the podcast. So in previous uh, small model versions of things, you actually could affect other parts of the world. Is this a representation of an actual glacier in an actual other part of the world? It comes from a glacier from another part of the world, but it doesn't affect it. Hmm. Is it chilly? 
<laughs> Actually, you're feeling some heat come off of yes, it. Yes, I suspect even, it as much. <laughs> even though, you know, mm. it has like a, it has ice on the inside of the mm. tissue box. I'm going to poke it with a stick. <laughs> poke That's it with the, a stick? Yep. <laughs> That's always a good an- early analytical technique. <laughs> Very scientific. Grab a stick. Yep. As you poke it with the stick, the stick begins to become very icy, and it gets thicker and thicker surrounding the stick <laughs> that you have, and then all of a sudden it turns to ash. Huh. So what we have here is a napalm glacier. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, chicken, can uh, you make this glacier forget that it can burn us alive? <laughs> make the glacier forget. <laughs> glacier. <laughs> I'm not really sure what the chicken word for glacier is. I don't know that a glacier could remember things. <laughs> Is this Boy, like when it. your leg was encased in ice and also on fire? <laughs> <laughs> so why would somebody put a glacier into a box? <laughs> what does it do? So if you were to take the glacier out of the box and you put it maybe, let's say, on the floor somewhere, um, as it melts, it will leave a trail of ice behind and then it will turn everything to ash. Um, if it's near anything that's flammable, uh, it will go up in flames. What's cool about it is that if you were to take it and put it in, you know, like let's say a freezer and you make it even larger, you could use it and maybe put it somewhere where it would float and it could take down whole cities, depending upon the size of how much of the glacier <laughs> you grow. Do you need, <laughs> do you need a, a, free, a city-sized freezer? <laughs> If you want to make it that big, yeah. Because I feel like the construction time for the freezer, we could just go and bomb the city, and then that would be the end of it. There are less expensive ways to go about this. I think. This is the Rube well, Goldberg you, of city destruction. If you lived in maybe Alaska, you could grow this bad boy in a pretty big size. That maybe. is true. Yes, and set it off into the world. Until it attaches itself to another glacier, in which point you're not sure what's what. Wait, is this glacier secretly the blob? <laughs> Blob napalm. <laughs> this is handier back in the days when destroying the property was actually a thing, too. That's before you, you warring parties figured out that keeping the structures was a good idea. <laughs> any any chicken that speaks common is okay in my book. All right. He can come party with us at any time. I've got a parrot that cheats at cards that you know, would be... They, that's like a match made in heaven. No, we're getting the that's parrot awesome. help, though. So Bernie's chicken little wins. Yay! Thank you very much. Now, can the chicken help the parrot with his gambling addiction? <laughs> we are controlling transmission. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, now is the time for us to wrap up our show. Uh, first of all, I want to thank Bernie for being on the show today. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks, Thank Bernie. You. We really enjoyed having you, man. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm glad we got that Iowa thing all settled. Yes. <laughs> and it is settled. <laughs> it should never be talked to. We know we're going to get that chicken, and we're going to say, we want to forget that whole Iowa thing. 
I'm taking the poll down. <laughs> Listen, chicken. I want you to make Iowa not what exist. Poll? What poll? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what we're talking about. What state? It's a state. Who's on first? <laughs> yes. Uh, let's start off with a Princess in the Dark. Hey. Uh, well, actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me start again. Uh, so, Bernie, is there anything that's coming up for you this week that you'd like to uh, let us know about? Well, nothing huge, but you know what? I think within, yeah, probably in about a week or so, I will... Uh, I'll be dropping that uh, tune that I mentioned. Yes. Cool. Nice. What do you mean it's nothing huge? Nothing <laughs> huge? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he can't say it's huge. I finally got the use of my thumb back. So yes. The, that was that was standing in my way. Thumb power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TK. What is Princesses in the Dark? Hey, uh, Princesses in the Dark, it evolved in like the week that I've been working on it. Uh, it was originally a Blaze in the Dark hack for based on Shira, inspired by Shira, and this was uh, what you were talking about last week with the uh, April Fool's Day joke. That yep, now is a thing. Yeah, I finished writing up the system, and uh, it took me twenty eight hours over the weekend. <laughs> I did Jeez. not sleep. Okay, we talked about this. <laughs> that kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? I'm uh, actually working on putting it Telling onto the on computer. My three, carry the two. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't work out. Uh, Going to be uh, starting looking for playtesters soon for it, for the Princesses in the Dark system to you know, get the mechanics down, Pat, uh, work on some adventures. It is a female-centric game because, as I've learned, there's about mm. nine of those in existence right now. Wow. And they've all came about since 2016. And they've all been done through the community. Hmm. I feel, and there's like three games aimed at kids. One of them uh, was Bear Bars' Power Outage. And uh, two of the others, I believe, are about to be kickstarted soon. I'd have to dig through Twitter again to find out who's working on those. Is this but, one aimed at kids? Yeah, yes, this is very child-friendly. I even cool. made a note to myself to remove certain uh, verbiage and improvised weapons I put don't do not use beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker as an example of an improvised weapon <laughs> well then. that is actually in my notes to myself because like improvised weapon Bill grabs Joe and beats Ken with him nope <laughs> That's we all know Ken was asking that, for that it. That could have to be in there. So it's <laughs> changed a lot. I've uh, reached out to the community a bit for help on making sure it is kid-friendly because we need more of those games to bring a younger generation into our hobby or else it won't exist beyond us. Definitely. Good point. So Good you point. must play as a princess. Is that the deal? For now, yeah. I'm working on uh, statting out other things. So it's not just, yeah, you have to be a princess. I don't all. want you to work on anything else. I want you to work on making princesses in the dark. That would be great. <laughs> How many D6s will I need to play? Three. Do you sit in the dark while you make the princesses? You can if you want. I mean, it'd be really weird unless you have a backlit keyboard. <laughs> no, I kind of weird if you mean weird is awesome. <clears throat> that made me smile. <laughs> Well, most importantly, so how do people get in touch with you in order uh, to help playtest? Uh, if you do look up hashtag princesses in the dark on Twitter, I'll be posting about it a bunch coming up. Uh, you can also just DM me on Discord, on Twitter, 
I'm horrible at Facebook, so don't look me up on there. Or <laughs> <laughs> even just uh, at cool. the at the Thread Raiders, and one of us who's on the Twitter at the time will just poke me like, "Hey, TK, this person wants to know more." Maybe we'll make like a Discord group for it, and then everyone can go there, and you can talk to them about the playtest and stuff. It's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope that you enjoyed it. I also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. If you use the code THREADRAIDERS at checkout, you will receive a discount off of your order. I also want to thank our other sponsor, Founders Coffee. If you're looking for a very good cup of coffee in the morning, you want to go to founderscoffee.us and check out uh, what they have to offer. Um, And our third sponsor, brand new to the program, is uh, RPG Kitchen. Uh Uh, For more information on them, you can check out last week's episode. Uh, That was episode number 53, uh, where we talked about them extensively. Or, of course, you can find them on Twitter at RPG Kitchen. And we now know the RPG Kitchen is past the library. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we got the blueprints for that particular house, so Mm -hmm. we're now better off. We'll post it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, uh, we are now part of the Steel Empire Network, uh, which includes us, A Quest for Magic and Steel, and Arc City, which is now currently in uh, Season 2. Woohoo. That's really good. So yes, fun. it is. So be sure to check mm. them out. If you enjoyed our show, give us a tweet and help us spread the word. And for more information on the Thread Raiders, you can go to threadraiders.com, where we have links to all of our social media properties, including Facebook, Twitch, etc., etc., etc. Bye.